On today's episode of the 1012 Podcast, myself, Daniel, and Chris are making picks for every week five game in the Big 12, and we are joined by a guest picker, Miles Giller of Sons of UCF Podcast right here in the network. We've got picks for every game, including Kansas-Texas, Texas Tech Houston, BYU Cincinnati. Someone's winning their first Big 12 game this weekend. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the 1012, the podcast that covers all 14 teams in the Big 12 Conference Plus. Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. We are the flagship show of the 1012 Network. Find every show on the network at 1012network.com, T-E-N-1-2, the word network. And of course, we are partners with Sports Social, Europe's biggest sports podcast network. You guys need to go and check it out, especially if you are a rugby or Premier League fan. Now is the time to start listening. Speaking of listening, thank you for joining us today. It is Thursday. That means that we, like most college football podcasts and sports podcasts at this time of the year do, we are making picks for this weekend's upcoming games. We pick games for every Big 12 game on the schedule. We've got six Big 12 games and, of course, our non-Big 12 pick that each of us will make. Uh, Joining me to make picks, as they do every single week, we have our pro picker, our numbers guru, he is Daniel Alexander. You're being generous with that numbers guru, but uh, I'll take it. Look, w- w- when I'm trying to figure out some some history, some some data, I, I just text you and be like, hey, Daniel, you know, what's a stat that I'll be bringing up later on that I've asked you about? So, like, you, you bring the numbers and the data and the history when we need it. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Pat on the back. You you deserve one. You deserve one, especially after last week. Uh, also joining us, uh, he is the LGG OG himself. He is Chris Ross. Yeah, I can't believe it's week five. I mean, we're starting to learn a little bit about these teams, but it seems like the season flies by. It always does. It never lasts long enough. It's week five now. It'll be week ten tomorrow. Like it just it's just too mm-hmm. quick. This is why we say every week: enjoy as much of it as you can losses aside of course but enjoy as much of it as you can take in the whole buffet uh don't just take samples There's, it doesn't last very long um for the next five weeks because the slate's pretty small i felt like a good time to bring some guests on we have some regulars that we have lined up here in the coming weeks but i was looking for some some fresh blood to bring on the show to get some new ideas new perspective and lo and behold sons of ucf our ucf podcast here in the 1012 network brought on someone to make picks for them on their website each week. And so it seemed, you know, a little network synergy to bring him in. Miles Giller, who's writing for Sons of UCF, making picks for them, joining us today. Miles, welcome to the 1012, sir. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. Um, Like you said, Phil, I'm uh, writing for Sons of UCF this year. So you can follow my stuff at sonsofucf.com, or you can find me on Twitter or X, if that's your prerogative, at underscore all night underscore. Always fun to have some UCF people here. I know that that will uh, drive up some engagement for us this week. If you talk about UCF, the fans will reward you. It's just like, look, I, I'm all about the clicks. I'm not, but you know, I, I do like to play to the audience. Um, okay, so we are going to recap what happened last week here on the show. We all made our picks, and shout out to Chris. Last week's big winner with a seven and two record. 
in nine games last week, sir. Bravo. Bravo. You hit on Cincinnati plus 14 and a half. Hit on TCU minus six and a half. Kansas minus eight and a half. Iowa State minus three and a half. Houston minus 12. Texas minus 15. Kansas State minus four. Look at all those big 12 teams covering their spreads. The only misses last week were Texas Tech minus six and Texas State minus 17. Like I said, seven and two on the week, 24 and 18 on the season thus far. Congratulations, sir. Thank you. A couple of those are pretty close, but fortunate enough to break my way. So, I mean, I'll take it. Absolutely. You know, taking Cincinnati when we did and not the closing line mm-hmm. on the right side because it's a 14 point victory. 14 point closing line was OU minus 13 and a half. So, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of, of when you uh, when you place the bet. Uh, Daniel and I both went four and five last week. A little bit more disappointing. Uh, Daniel hit on Cincinnati plus 14 and a half. Hit on under 55 in West Virginia, Texas Tech. Hit on the over 36 in OSU, Iowa State. He gave us that fantastic stat and it delivered. Uh, hit on the under 51 and a half in Baylor, Texas. Misses were SMU plus six and a half. BYU plus eight and a half. Sam Houston State plus 12. UCF plus four and a half and Illinois minus 15, four and four and five on the week, 20 and 22 on the season. Now, Daniel favorites had a really easy week last week. I mean, if you just, if you took chalk, you just cashed. Um, yeah. Books weren't loving it. I mean, a ton of handles, so they were probably fine, but I mean, Chris almost swept the board, just taking favorites. So Hey, no, no, that's pretty much my game. I I like to find chalk when I make picks. If no, I'm just, hey, I'm just saying, no, across nothing the board, wrong yeah. with that. You know, a guy like you know, looking down my picks here, I had every single you know, I had dogs on all my picks to the Big Twelve, and uh, tough week to be doing that. So hopefully, we rebound a little bit and uh, just see what happens. I also went four and five, hit on TCU minus six and a half, hit on the over 54 in Kansas BYU, hit on the under 51 and a half in Baylor, Texas. And I finally got a non-Big 12 winner, hit on Western Kentucky plus three and a half. Misses were OU minus 14 and a half. Again, if I just, if I followed what I said I should have done last week, I would have got that one. Always trust your gut in planning. Uh, Missed on Texas Tech minus six, missed on the under 36 and a half in Oklahoma State, Iowa State, missed on Sam Houston plus 12. Don't worry, I'm still fading Dana. And missed on the under 53 in Kansas State UCF. That one got a little bit wild. Uh, so four and five for the week, 21 and 21 on the season, sitting at 500. It's not a losing record, so I will take it. Um, yeah, I, it, Chris is starting to pull away a little bit. We're Daniel. You and I are going to have to make up some make up some ground this week. Not a ton of opportunities with just seven picks this week, but you know. The seven and a week will do will do us both a lot of good. A lot of good. So how do you guys feel? Like we should uh we should go ahead and just get rolling? Let's do it. Jump. Let's jump in. I love it. I love it. I love it. You guys just after my own hearts. After my own hearts. All right. We do this in chronological order. That means we're starting with Friday night's game, Cincinnati on the road at BYU. One of these teams is gonna get their first win as a member of the Big 12 conference. This is wild. And Daniel, we're going to, you got to help me understand what's going on here. Uh, BYU opened as a three point favorite in this one. This line has flipped all the way to Cincinnati minus two total opened at 50 is down to 48, pretty much across the board. Uh, Miles, as our guest this week, we're going to allow you the privilege of going first here. What would you like? Do you want to give, give me my, uh, like, Pick or spiel first? Uh, spiel, pick, how, whatever you'd like to do. All right. Well, 
not only is the uh, winner of this game going to get their first Big 12 win, but the winner of this game will be the first newcomer with a Big 12 win. So I feel like that even brings just a little bit more to it. Uh, I look at Cincy's D-line. I feel like they're a matchup nightmare for BYU's run game. Uh, BYU, they're 127th in the country in rushing offense with 61 yards a game. Um, That sounds like uh, 61 yards a game just doesn't sound real. I don't know. Um, Emory Emory Jones, granted, for Cincinnati, he's going to have to limit some mistakes. He likes to hit all the buttons on the controller, play in Madden, and just spread the ball around, do whatever, trying to make things happen. He's going to have to limit those mistakes, but I'm going to take Cincinnati. Um, Even though the line is swung, I got it as soon as it came out. It came out Cincy plus three. I took that. It swung all the way around. I would take them as far as minus three. Wow. All right. Someone here who likes the Bearcats. Very good. Uh, Chris, you were our winner last week, so you're up next, or what would you like? Uh, I'm going to agree with Miles, mostly because of uh, Daniel bringing this to my attention earlier today in our chat about the the line doing weird things. Um, but no, efficiency stats, everything really like Cincinnati here. I, I don't know. I mean – does BYU even bother even trying to run again? Like that's, that's insane to, to what miles was saying. That's 61 yards rushing to Cincinnati has only given up 108 a, a game. This is, that's crazy. And they're not going to survive through the air. So uh, give me Cincinnati. Daniel, what would you like, sir? I got nothing sharp here. Look in real life. I was on Cincinnati as a dog. Uh, I got to catch Chris miles already made a ton <laughs> of great points about BYU's, uh, you know, the trouble that they might have running the ball this week. And of course, right. Everyone in the world citing that BYU stat, which I agree with, right. It's a tough matchup for them, but watch, they're just going to come out. They're going to run the ball. Great. It's going to go. Not at all. How any of us pictured. I got to take BYU, man. Got to catch Chris right now. Can't let him get away with this. So I get a little, a little gamesmanship on that one. <laughs> BYU plus two. It's, it's week five. You're like, it's like, I have like a two game lead. Uh, look, look if, down if, a little bit. If, if, if chalk runs the board again, I'm screwed. Okay, so I just <laughs> I got to I got to try to get some wins where I can, and uh, yeah. and you two guys already got my pick. I mean, my my real money's on Cincy. Yeah, we got. Wait, we, I, I had the like, line at one and a half. Is that what you had, Philip? Uh, it's two across the board. Yeah, it's it's two across the board. This okay. it's, it's two. Um, I mean, unless you're at the Pepper Mill, but you have to physically be there if you want. Well, let's to get see. The line. Uh, Station has a one and a half. Mirage has a one and a half. No, 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 no. We can't. South Point. Yeah. Okay. It's. I mean, it's. It's pretty much a consensus too. Two points. It is. Before I I make my pick, I will note this is our prize pick game of the week because as we sit here right now, they have picks available for this game between Cincinnati and BYU, and there's. Oh, there's one I like. We talked about rushing. Let's talk about the Cincinnati side in particular. Right now, sitting here, Cincinnati running back, rushing yards, I can take Corey Kenner, 63 and a half rushing yards. Give me the under on this. Give it to me all day. Kenner started the season fairly strong, putting up 258 yards against Eastern Kentucky and Pitt combined. That's awesome. But then they faced two far better teams. And yeah, I'm actually going to call Miami of Ohio a better team than I'm going to call Pitt. Uh, Kenner had 31 yards against Miami of Ohio, 39 against Oklahoma, is averaging just 2.9 yards per carry the last two games. Corey and Cincinnati's 50th in EPA per carry rushing attack are going up against BYU's 8th 
ranked EPA per rush defense. Give me the under 63 and a half rushing yards for Corey Kenner this week on prize picks. That's the one I'm going to give you as, as my particular pick. You're going to go in and make a couple more picks for yourself. All you have to do is download the app, use the promo code NETWORK12, N-E-T-W-O-R-K-1-2, and get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So if you put in $5, they're going to give you $5. If you put in $100, they're going to give you $100. That's what you're going to get from Prize Picks with that promo code NETWORK12. Prize Picks is an easy way to play daily fantasy. You pick two to five players across any sport available, use an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Like we'd say, they've got NFL, they've got college football, they've got Major League Baseball, they've got soccer, they've got, let's see what else we got. Do we got some, I know they've got some WNBA going on right now. Yeah, they do. Price Picks has a ton of stats to choose from. Pass, if you want college football specifically, passing yards, rushing yards, we've got passing yards combo. If you want to take two different quarterbacks and what they might do combined, passing and rushing yards, you can decide right now. Do you think that Emory Jones will pass and rush for more or less than 254 and a half yards? You can make that pick if you want. Safe, easy, fast withdrawals if you don't have to wait a while for your winning. So go download the Prize Picks app now. Use that promo code, Network12, and get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 ton of fun it's daily fantasy made easy go give it a shot all right so i read you those stats it's why i'm taking byu i don't get it i understand the stat everyone's throwing out about cincinnati and cincinnati's defense is very good that defensive line continues to be solid i think they did a very good job against oklahoma i think the cincinnati defense made some mistakes i don't trust the cincinnati offense i don't and yeah kansas blew out byu they also had two defensive scores. Like Cincinnati's defense good. I don't think they're going to have two defensive scores in this game. BYU is at home on a Friday night. Friday nights get weird. That place is going to be rocking. It is a tough place to play because of the elevation. BYU is going to have this game sold out. I think this will be a close game. I'm glad the line's this small. But if you're going to give me Cincinnati minus two, and I think BYU is the better team, and I get them at home... Give me BYU plus two. I don't. I, I got my own stats that I'll use to back me up, and it's rushing stats that say Cincinnati also will not be able to run the ball in this game. A lot of passes, a lot of big passing plays. BYU wins it. All right, moving on. Woo! Woo! This one's fun. Oh man, this is gonna be a fun one. Two four zero teams facing off in Austin. The final meeting. Probably between Kansas and Texas, a Kansas team who's knocked Texas off a couple times in the past few years, which is always fun when it happens. The funniest thing in college football this year would be if Kansas went and beat Texas the week before Red River. It would be hilarious. We'll see if it happens. Right now, Texas is a pretty much across the board a 16 and a half point favorite in this game. That line opened at around 18. Total has dropped from 63 and a half to pretty much a consensus 61. I do see some 61 and a half if the total is your game. Chris, you're up first, sir. What would you like? This is tough. I don't like the 16 and a half because that half point is baiting me to take go with the chalk and take Texas. They're just too good. Texas is, is, is legit this year. They're a very, very good team. Kansas, they're a decent squad, but they're not, they're not 
they're not going to win this game. The only thing Kansas has going for them in this game is that they, uh, Texas plays OU next week. Is that 16 and a half points? I, man, I don't know. I don't think so. But I could, I mean, I don't know. Texas isn't going to overlook Kansas. They're aware of the the talk out there of Kansas beat Texas. And this this team's just too good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride the Longhorns at that half point. Yeah. I, I feel like it's going to actually end right about there. The game's probably about 17 points, but I'm going to try to be on the right side of it. Give me Texas. All right. Daniel? So uh, my my raw line for this game, if you don't account for home field advantage, is 16 for Texas. So, you know, when I approach it from that way, it's like the line looks right to me. Um, now, this is very anecdotal. I, I always run this spot. I always look for this spot. I don't necessarily just bet it, but I like to know when this is in play. And it's sort of fascinating to me. Um, so it's profitable to bet to bet on a dog of seven or more, it's profitable to take them when the wind is eight miles an hour better and the total has dropped. So when you have wind and an implied total that's dropped and you have a dog that stays at seven or above, since 2006, it's 164 and 96 against the spread. 63% is how it hits. And look, I think it's a little bit of cherry picking. I think it's a little... You know, again, anecdotal, but man, that's almost 250 game sample of dogs holding their value on the point spread and the total coming down with less implied spots to score. So that supports Kansas this week. Um, You know, I hate to pick against Chris again. I think the line is spot on for this. You know, do you believe in a look ahead or not? I think Texas is a very talented team to where. I'm probably not going to buy too much into a look ahead for them here. I hate the 16 and a half, but let's go. Let's roll. Kansas, hold this for me, baby. Lose by 14. Let's go. That was a lot of calculus in Kansas's favor. I'm less, I'm less concerned with the look ahead for Texas. I'd be way more concerned with the letdown afterwards for Oklahoma, for after Oklahoma. Because they're going to have to go on. I know Houston's bad, but they have to go on the road to Houston, a game Houston's been trying to get on their schedule forever, basically since the Southwest Conference disbanded. So, like, I'm not all that worried about Texas and the look ahead. I, and, like, y'all, Texas is good. It's not fun to talk about. I get it. Big 12 fans don't want to hear it, but, like, Texas is legit. They're third in the EPA per play on, de- on defense. They're third in the EPA per play, third in the EPA per, EPA per pass, and 13th in EPA per rush. Like, this defense is legitimate. It's so good. Here's a fun stat for you. I always love when you see, like, somebody's great at something and somebody's also great at stopping that thing. And and where do the two things show me? Kansas has the nation's best third down success rate at 60.5%. Texas is allowing just 30.5% of success on third down. Um. I I think Kansas is going to struggle on offense. I think Texas is going to be fine on offense because Kansas's defense is a, a bit suspect. They they did well against BYU. I think they got up for that game last week. I think Texas has seen this Kansas team before. They know what to do. Like I think they should cover. I don't like lines this big. I just don't. 
Um, I hate that this has dropped as much as it has. And the best line looks like 61 and a half is the best I can do. I actually think I'm taking the under in this game. I've liked the under for Texas so far this season. It's three and one to the under. Kansas is two and two to the under. It's, a, it's an even split. I feel like this is going to be a surprisingly under game. Like in my mind, it should go over, right? Kansas high powered offense. Texas not holding back against Kansas defense. that should be easy to run over. But I also think Texas, like last week against Baylor, like once they build up a buff of a lead, they're going to sit back on defense. They're not going to show everything they don't have if they don't have to, right? They had to score against Alabama, so they did. They've been a bit vanilla on offense to some extent against everybody else. Sark will figure things out. We've talked about second half stats so far. Um, I'm going to take the under this game. I just, I feel like Texas is still like, we're not going to show all of our cards if we don't have to, especially the week before Oklahoma, when you've got to go face a sooner defense that has been really good so far this season. So I will take the under 61 and a half in this one. Miles? You know, this is a tough one. And it's uh, one of those games I've been going back and forth on all week. Um, it could be my uh, watching Kansas for the last decade subtract the last two years or so um, and just feeling like there is absolutely no way they should be even talked about with a, a Texas team, at least that looks like this. Um, should I say Texas is back? Uh, but trap game for Texas. Uh, we've seen them sleepwalk before, uh, i.e. Wyoming. And Wyoming was still in that game with them into the fourth quarter. And then they kind of came away later in that game. Um, Jalen Daniels can be dangerous. Uh, you know, he can make things happen. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I know we feel, or I know you guys have said that they probably won't be looking past Kansas because Kansas beat them a couple years ago. They've stayed close. Uh, Kansas is not the Kansas of five years ago. Uh, but giving Kansas with the points. All right. We move on down to a game that this off season, I was very excited about. There's a lot to be excited about in a game where you find a quarterback going up against his former team. We got a revenge game either because they they didn't want to keep me or he didn't want to stick around. Should be a lot of fun. This game doesn't look like fun. It, it, like If we're going to have our sicko game of the week, it would be this one. I would call this anxiety game of the week. Houston on the road at Texas Tech in Lubbock. Again, we the simple policy that we have adopted since last year is don't buy a Houston victory and suddenly believe that that's a start of a new trend. We'll see. Texas Tech, Tyler Shuck out for 68 weeks. Basically, I think he's probably done for the season. Baron Morton is supposed to get the start here this week, and there are some rumblings and some rumors about how he is doing. He might have a sprained AC joint. He is expected to play, but there is a good chance he is banged up in this game. The Texas Tech starting quarterback will be hurt. I'm going to give you all that information so that you have it before you make your pick. Right now, Texas Tech, which opened as a seven-point favorite, is all the way up to eight and a half. Uh, total opened at 16 and a half. It's down to 51. That is an insane, Daniel, that's an insane drop. To see a total uh, drop 
Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, who opened that first fan duel or something like that? I mean, you know, you got to circa opened it at 56. So okay. I think that's that's probably more of a that's probably a more accurate indicator of the market. But I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, we're still talking a huge drop here. That's a big drop. Still big. Yeah. Drop. All right. Well, Daniel, you're up first, sir. What would you like here? I probably won't have real money on this. I mean, just Dana is just the worst guy to involve money on a game with against him with him. But it's like, you're just screwed. You're just going to have a bad day. You're not happy no matter what <laughs> happens if you're watching a Houston game with money on it. So um, look, we got Texas Tech's D sort of did what we thought would happen last week. Uh, the offense didn't play too well, but uh, you know, the defense was a big factor in keeping that game under last week. And I think we're going to get more of that. This week, the defense matches up well with Houston's offense, and I think we're going to have a Texas offense that uh, will be trying to figure things out a little bit. Um, I know the total has dropped. We're talking about crosswinds that are like 17, 18 miles an hour. Might be pushing 20 miles an hour. Uh, I know that might just be like some little breezy day in Lubbock, but when it comes to playing a football game and kicking a football, it can affect the score. The huge move, a lot of that move happened sort of right when Circa opened. Um, a lot of that drop, let me just bring it up here. Yeah, like two and a half of those points was like right away. So, you know, the market sort of took that game right to the 53. Word of wind came out. Word of backup QB came out. Now we're sitting around 51. That's probably about right. I mean, books are saying this game's going to be 30 to 21, 31, 20, something like that. I'm not sure Texas Tech gets up past the high 20s or mid 20s. And I think they'll be able to keep Houston in check. So I'm going to roll with the under of 51 in this game. We're, go we're going back to the well on a Texas Tech under this week. Oh, Daniel, sir. I always enjoy when we agree. It's always fun, especially agree on unders. I'm with you here. That's um, cash. I just, like, you're not going to, if Baron Morton was in this game, I'd be fine with it. Um, I cannot take Houston's side. But I do not, you can't convince me that Texas Tech in its current form and state is more than a touchdown, is guaranteed to be more than a touchdown better than Houston. Like, especially if Baron Morton's banged up. Like, uh, I just, I have to stay away from the spread. I have to. So if I'm going to go with the total, I am not going to buy what Houston did on offense against Sam Houston last week. I don't care what Sam Houston's defense had done for the first three weeks of the season. I do not care i'm taking the under with you miles well now that we've uh both taken unders i don't know if that's something i can i want to play anymore um <laughs> i don't know i'm gonna say texas tech is probably the best one and three team in the country as weird as that sounds and houston might be the worst two and two team in the country um like you said sam houston uh i i am a ucf grad but i actually did part of my undergrad at sam houston uh, just came up from the S FCS. Uh, they don't have a roster to compete with Houston, even though Houston just came from the G5 in the American. It's just that that's just what it is. They don't have the beef or anything like that. So, uh, like you said, can't rely on that 38 points that Houston put up. Uh, can't trust Dana Holgerson as far as I can throw him. So, um, I don't know. Give me the young guy. I'm going to take uh, Texas Tech minus the points. Eight and a half points or eight and a half. All right, Chris. Yeah, this game's not any fun to pick on. And uh, is we, we just don't know what we're going to get out of Texas Tech with the quarterback situation. They've had the roughest start to a season 
I've seen in a while. I mean, they had their fan. I mean, they had dark horse hopes, you know, outside shot at the big 12, not probably with how Texas is playing, but you know, they were supposed to have a pretty good squad and, you know, you lose that opening matchup, things happen, whatever. Oregon, you face next, 38 to 30, which honestly, after what they just did to Colorado, it doesn't look terrible. And then, you know, Tyler gets his leg broke. And now they're, you know, one and three. It's just a train wreck. I, I don't know with the uncertainty at quarterback if they're going to be able to rebound here. Houston obviously is going to want this win, kind of like the inner Texas thing. They've been wanting a chance at Big 12 Texas schools to make a statement. But I hate Dana Holgerson. Not personally, but, <laughs> you know, just having to – this dude, anytime you start to think maybe he has a chance, he just – whatever. It's, it's pissing money away, but something is saying take Houston – even though Texas is Texas Tech is clearly the better team. Word for you last week. A uh, few random stats for you for this game. Texas Tech is since 2015. Texas Tech is eight and eleven against former head coaches. Um, we've talked a bit about the whole quarterback issue for Texas Tech. Um, shout out to Jacob Harris for this one. Number of starts at quarterback for Texas Tech since 2018. Alan Bowman had 15. Tyler Shuck had 13. Jet Duffy had 12. Henry Columbia had nine. Donovan Smith had eight. Baron Morton's had four. McLean Carter has had two. And Jackson Tyner had one. That's eight guys who have started a game in the last five-plus seasons. Texas Tech and quarterback injuries go together like peanut butter and jelly right now, folks. It's just, well, <laughs> oh, it just happens way too much. Way too much. I hate it. I really do hate it for Texas Tech because it does feel like if they could just keep a quarterback healthy, they might be able to put a, uh, a season together. I mean, it, it's tough for programs like that, right? Because everything, you know, cycles around. So when the cycle comes up and you're on top and then just to have the worst luck at that time, it's just devastating for a fan base. Constantly the worst luck. Constantly. All right. We are moving on to another midday game. This one, I know, is one that Miles is very excited about. UCS first home game as a Big 12 member, first conference home game, welcoming the Baylor Bears to Orlando, 2.30 kickoff. At the moment, UCF is a 12-and-a-half-point favorite, opened as nine-point favorites. Total has gone from 48-and-a-half all the way up to 55. There's a couple of random ones. We're just going to call this 55 across the board to keep things easy. Uh, I believe it's my turn to go first here. I liked... UCF a lot better when it was single digits. Now it's 12, 12 and a half. Who's got that? No, we don't take Mirage. That's what I've been told. Um, but man, how, how do you watch what Baylor's done and go like, yep. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to be in this game. They're going to be competitive. Like Baylor is just straight bad. I mean, they are just straight bad. And I, I, it's not like Blake Shapin's coming through the door this week. He's not. Baylor is 0-3-1 against the spread so far this season. I think UCF is going to be jacked for this game. I know what their defense did last week on the road against Kansas State, who played an incredible offensive performance after their loss. Like, don't have, don't face Kansas State after a loss. That's what I'm going to say. Just don't do it, especially not if they're at home. Like, I don't, I, I don't understand. Like, Bay, like, Baylor's not good. UCF is a good football team. Um, UCF should be able to run all over Baylor. I am, I'm just taking UCF. I'm just going to ride with them. It it seems like the right play here. 
I don't like lines this big. I don't like riding with teams on lines this big, but I just don't know how I'm supposed to say like, yeah, yeah, Baylor's going to find a way to cover this 12. And okay, I see a couple 12s. Oh, Circus still got a 12. Do we, is, is that good for you, Daniel? Oh, yeah. I'm so, I mean, Perfect. if Circus hanging it, bet it. I'll take the 12. I'm taking UCF minus 12. Uh, Miles. Um, so, <laughs> obviously, Baylor is in free fall. Um, they haven't covered a single game yet this season, even against Long Island University. I didn't know Long Island had a university, but either way, uh, straight up lost to Texas State. They've been absolutely in free fall. Like, I, there's no sign of life with Baylor Bears, um, which is weird because was it two years ago that they won the Big 12? Uh, I don't know. There's, there's a lot against them. Uh, this is UCF's homecoming. Uh, ticket prices are higher than I've seen. <laughs> uh, DJ Polly D is going to be there throwing down a set before the game. Uh, it's a 10-year reunion that uh, UCF went to the Fiesta Bowl and beat Baylor. Uh <laughs> Now, granted, it's a whiteout, and apparently Baylor's wearing white. Um, but you know what? The bounce house is going to bounce. It's it's going to be rocking. Um, like I said, it, I mean, it's it's Big 12 home opener. This is like a monumental time in UCF's history. People are going to be there to see it. They're going to be loud. Uh, I mean, it's going to rival atmosphere from Cincinnati game day in 2018. So, uh Giving UCF minus the points. I, I I was almost gonna be sad if you didn't take it. Like it's just come on, man. Like you, I I I went back and forth. I was like, it's you not know e- what? it's not even a homer pick. It's not a it's not a homer pick. It's not. Uh, it's just not. It feels uh, like it is. And if I wasn't gonna take UCF minus the points, it was gonna be over. You know. So if you if you're scared of the minus twelve, over fifty five or fifty six, wherever it's sitting right now, take that because. Uh, let's let's be honest. UCF's defense did not look great last week. Uh, we we let up 208 yards to one single human on the field. So uh, yeah, take the over if you're scared of the 12. Chris, are you scared of the 12? No, honestly, no. Uh, I mean, I'm a chalk player, but I I don't. I look at this and I don't know why it's not two scores or like why it's not 14. You know why it's not anything under 14 is is gravy for me. Like I hear. UCF is the better team. They have all the women. Sometimes, for me, this line feels like bait. Like, why is it this low? Not the opposite of like, oh, this line is so high. I, I don't know, Daniel, I don't know what your line is on it, but I just got my read on it. UCF, clearly the better team. Baylor's struggling. Baylor hasn't covered a spread. UCF is 2-0 against a spread at home. Give me the nines, the golden ones. <laughs> Ouch. Daniel, is this setting up right now for potentially all four of us to be on the same game? I mean, it's up to you. Um, I mean, I can't out of principle. Look, <laughs> he's really worried about this like two game lead. No, but like, to, I mean, just sitting here, everything everyone's saying, you're absolutely right. It's like one team's offense of, and please, uh, I, am I right? UCF's like top five in the country rushing. Is that right? Yes. Are they even like yeah. are they are they even number two? Are they number two in the country in rushing ball right now? Uh, I they saw were, something like that. I think we're number four now. 
from a yard standpoint. EPA per rush, they're 18th, oh, which okay. is still like good. It's a good rushing offense. I, I guess simply the point is like it's just so hard to see the Baylor having success. Baylor's going to be down in the second half, or in theory, right? The line's telling us Baylor's going to be playing from behind in the second half, and they're going to be playing a team at home with but DJ Polly from Jersey Shore. Are you kidding me? He's going to be at this thing? Okay. I mean, it's like this is UCF all day long going on. Um, it's hard to see a team that's going to run the ball so well in the second half not being able to pull away and cover the spread. So I agree with everybody here. I can't go four of us on one team minus 12. I'm going to take Baylor plus 12. I fully assume I'm going to lose and I'm just going to hold my nose, cross my fingers, pray that I pick this one up. The only saving grace I have, this is it. Teams that are 0% against the spread, week five and over that are double-digit double, double digit dogs, they're 82 and 62 against the spread, 57%. That's the only bastion of hope that I have. That somehow Baylor <laughs> stay, you know, loses so, by ten or nine or something like that. That's that's my only hope. So, Miles, you, you don't know, but we have a history of whenever uh, two are directly picking against one, the the odd man out almost always wins the pick. That's uh, not great to know. Oh yeah, yeah, Miles. My, my <laughs> anytime, anytime, all three of us pick the same game, it's like we already know. It's like we all just picked a loser. So. Well, it's like the it's a classic game day uh, little screenshot where everyone oh, yeah. picks the same team, mm-hmm. and you know most of the bingo. Yeah, you, you would you you get. I always laugh when you get to the last person. You're like, okay, please pick the opponent. Also, please pick the opponent. Also, please pick the opponent. <laughs> no, don't pick our team and ruin it for us. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll get you Baylor plus twelve and a half. I'll get you a little, get you a little half. Appreciate it. There. Yeah, a little help there. Thank you. Hey, you know what? What are friends for? What are friends for? All right. Let's move this along. We've got Oklahoma hosting Iowa State. Six o'clock kickoff, FS1. Oklahoma. Open is an 18-point favorite. This line is up to 20. Total has not moved an inch off 48 and a half. Miles, you are up first, sir. What would you like here? Well, you know, Iowa State, uh, I don't like using the word dreadful, but looks dreadful on offense. Uh, 84 rush yards a game, bad, bad, bad. Uh, 21.75 points per game. Uh, but at the same time, that's against an Oklahoma State team who has also not looked great. Ohio, Iowa, granted, Iowa is probably holding holding their offense back a good bit. Iowa's looked great on defense. Uh, and uh, you and I. So, I don't know. Uh, Oklahoma's defense looks strong. They allow 8.5 points per game, which I feel like's probably got more to do with who they've been playing than their defense. But I mean, at the same time, I don't know. They're all they're all college football teams, you know. Eight and a half points is not uh, necessarily anything to kind of scoff at. Uh, Oklahoma's four zero straight up and against the spread. And uh, I don't know. I feel like Sooners they might only have to score 28 points maybe to cover the 20 in this game but i'm gonna take the under i like it i like it very much under 48 and a half chris yeah i mean similar to the texas uh kansas game the only thing iowa state has going for them is oh he plays texas next weekend 
This is uh, Dylan Gabriel has 12 TDs to one pick and already over 1,200 yards. The Iowa State pass defense is, is not terrible, but it's not it's not going to stand up to that. And in Norman, I, I don't think this team's going to look ahead. I, I think OU is probably better than I thought they were going to be at this point. I thought they might struggle a little bit and, you know, get their to get their feet underneath them, but they're pretty much rolling and they're 4-0 against the spread. Iowa State 0-1 against the spread on the road. Give me the centers. And, and I like, again, I feel like this is all chalk for me this week, but the line sets up is just under the three scores. I like OU to cover it. Daniel? I can't believe uh, this is going to be disgusting. I'm, I'm going to have money on this as well, so it makes it double worse when they just get blown out. Uh, I'm taking Iowa State plus 20. Uh, everything I mean, Vegas is telling us what this thing's going to be 35 to 14. I just have a feeling that Oklahoma isn't going to push this thing into overdrive for whatever reason with Texas looming. I and it's just a gut feeling, it's anecdotal, but it's like I feel like Oklahoma is going to prepare for uh, Red River sort of differently than Texas. Oklahoma. Hasn't had that game yet to get up for, uh, and they finally have it next week. This just feels like the kind of situation where we get like a seven nothing fourth quarter out of Iowa State and able to stay within the number. And you know, we get something like a, a 31 17, 31 13, something like that. I don't expect Iowa State to be world beaters, I just don't think Oklahoma is going to turn this thing on and get the score into the mid or upper 30s or into the 40s. So, holding my nose, real money, Iowa State, plus 20. Keep it close. Iowa State's secondary is really good. It is. I do think the defensive line is not quite as good as we expected. Oklahoma State found ways, found more success running the ball against Iowa State than they had up to that point in the season. Now, some of that's because Oklahoma State finally decided to stick to one running back and one quarterback, but we can save that discussion for next week when they actually play football again. Um, I would say it's offense is putrid. Like I know they got the air raid passing attack going against Oklahoma state. Like it's not going to work as well against Oklahoma. It's just not. I don't think Oklahoma has to put on a big show. I don't think they're going to. I think the two best defenses they faced so far, I mean, they, they played SMU and put up 28 and they scored like half of that late. They mustered 20 at Cincinnati. Like I, I don't think Oklahoma's going to unload everything on Iowa State, similar to Texas, because they've got Red River, and that's a, it's a big one this year. Now, it's probably the first of two appearances of that game this year, but it's a big one for them. I like the under on this one, and I like Oklahoma. I'm going to ride with OU minus 20, and here's why. We got the OU line wrong last week at 14 and a half, but the closing line was 13 and a half. Oklahoma is actually 4-0 against the spread based off the closing line so far this season. Now, this is not the closing line. It will probably move a little bit more before the game starts. Maybe it comes back down a little bit. But at under three touchdowns, I don't think Oklahoma has to put up more than four scores to cover that. Cause I just don't know that Iowa State's going to put up a lot of points against this Oklahoma defense. It is a really good defense, even against even opponent adjusted. 
This is a very good defense. Max Olsen of the Athletic put out his stop rate. They're number four. Oklahoma's defense is number four in stop rate. And so for if you don't understand what stop rate is, stop rate is basically every time it, it, it's the percentage of time, possessions that a defense gets a drive to end with a punt, a turnover, or a turnover on downs. Oklahoma's number four. Iowa State's number 34. It doesn't include FCS stats, by the way. And Oklahoma doesn't have one. I just, I think OU covers. I do. And since technically they're 4-0 against the spread, even though I didn't get one of them, I'm going to ride with Oklahoma to do it again. And I think it's because of the defense. All right, we got one more Big 12 game. Luckily for all of you, there are plenty of more Big 12 games this season, and that means plenty of opportunities to show off your fantastic gear from Charlie Hustle. This podcast and every podcast in the 1012 Network is brought to you by our friends at Charlie Hustle Clothing Company. Is a vintage-inspired clothing company based out of Kansas City, <laughs> based out of Kansas City, that loves the Big Twelve and specializes in collegiate and hometown apparel. Charlie Hustle wants you to be the best-dressed fan this season, so be sure to check out their wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel today and show off your school spirit all season long. They have some absolutely fantastic stuff going on. Oh, by the way. If you're a Texas Tech fan or a Houston fan and you're not following Tortillas and Takes on Twitter or Scott and Holman podcast on Twitter, you need to go do so now because they are giving away a Charlie Hustle shirt at the end of the week. Both podcasts are. Both shows will give away one Houston shirt and one Texas Tech shirt. So if you're a Texas Tech fan, you need to be following Tortillas and Takes and Charlie Hustle on Twitter and retweeting that. If you're a Houston fan, you need to be following Scott and Holman podcast on Twitter and retweeting that one so that you can win a shirt from Charlie Hustle. If you don't win, that's okay. You can still use the promo code 101215, T-E-N-1215, for 15% off all non-sale items at charliehustle.com. They've got more than 30 schools to choose from, including 13 of the current 14 Big 12 schools, plus Colorado, who will be here next year. They've got you completely covered with incredible apparel that'll have you looking your best and feeling your best all football, basketball, baseball, college softball season long. So go to charliehustle.com today, 10, 15, 15% off. Charlie Hustle, vintage made fresh. I had to talk an, an insane amount today from what I don't have to talk. And my mouth is just like, Bleh. oh, we're almost done. We're almost done. I don't want to be though. That just means we're that much closer to the end of the season. And that makes me, that makes me sad. Uh, all right. Last big 12 game on the docket. TCU welcoming West Virginia to Fort Worth TCU right now. I got 12s and I got 12 and a half, depending upon what you feel there. And for a total, I've pretty much got a 52 across the board. Although Circa's hanging a 52 and a half. Aren't they just the nicest Gosh, we love Circa. Chris, you're up first, sir. What would you like? This is tough. Because I've said that TCU is probably better than um, what we've seen so far is is kind of my feeling on them. Um, And and they've done well with that picking strategy. And and, and I have to admit that West Virginia is probably better than than we thought, right? Um, They've done well. Efficiency really likes TCU in this matchup, like to a much larger margin than I would have thought. Because that line at first at 12 and a half, I expected it to be closer to 10. You know, if it was like nine and a half, I'd probably take TCU. But creeping up there, 
it, it's tough, but I'm surprised that efficiency likes TCU as much as they do in this matchup. West Virginia on the road. I think this is more of a position pick for me. I'm just going to write all chalk instead of trying to guess the guess the cover. So give me the frogs. TCU minus 12. All right, Daniel. Game kills me. I'm going to have real money on West Virginia, and I hate that, but I can't pick them here. West Virginia, their defense is also um, – I have it performing a little better uh, than I thought they would this year. This game feels like – I know the total has gone up a little bit. This game's going to stay under. I just I, – I imagine that this game script is going to fall more towards West, how West Virginia wants it and not TCU. Maybe Sonny blows that up for me. Because I, I I like Sonny. I like him as a coach. But this feels like West Virginia is going to be able to keep this game in front of them, within reach, within single digits most of the time. If TCU covers, it's going to be late. But, again, Vegas, they're, they're laying us another 31-20, 33-21-type game. And this just doesn't feel like West Virginia lets the script get to that point for TCU. And it's also kind of hard to see West Virginia scoring in the 20s. This is, uh, I'm going against the line move to the over, and I'm taking the under 52 and a half. Did you know West Virginia has won the last two meetings in Fort Worth in this series? Has no impact on this game. Just an interesting fact. Uh, I'll say this for West Virginia. I think their offensive line here against TCU's defensive line is a win for West Virginia. I think their their offensive line is very good. Um, We'll see how Nico looks at quarterback for West Virginia this week on the road. TCU's offense has looked pretty good. They have looked better as a team since the Colorado game. I think West Virginia is better than we thought coming into the season. I am not going to overreact to the game against Texas Tech or a game against a Pitt team that just doesn't... I don't think think Pitt is any good at all. I want to give West Virginia credit, but I'm still not bought in on this, like, West Virginia is actually good. I, they're they're fine, and I think a lot of teams <laughs> in the Big Twelve so far are a whole lot worse than we thought, and it's going to prop up West Virginia to be maybe better than their record actually, a record that is better than the team actually is. By the way, TCU has outscored their last two opponents, Houston and SMU, thirty-six to seven in the second half of those games. I think TCU's defense. I like their defensive coordinator. I think he's figuring things out at halftime of these games and making adjustments. Um, I'm not scared of West Virginia's offense. It's very good on the ground. It cannot pass the ball. If you didn't listen to Raspy Voice Kids this week, they told you, trust your eyes. They're a very good rushing attack. They're a solid defense. They want to play slow ball. They're not going to pass the ball especially well. I think we see something similar with a TCU pulling away in the second half. Reminder, Texas Tech actually outscored West Virginia 10-7 and probably should have tied that game last week had there not been some suspect play calling on those last four plays right there at the 11-yard line for Texas Tech. Um, I think TCU wins this one. I think they're the better team. Um, I actually think there's a real shot that I think it is more likely that Texas Tech blows this out than West Virginia wins it. I am going with Chris here. I am taking TCU minus 12. Miles? Uh, first off, it started absolutely pouring here in Florida, so if you can hear the rain in the background, I apologize. Also, I'm playing defense against my dog, who 
hates thunderstorms. Either way, I'm going to keep it uh, short and simple to the point. (laughs) Uh, West Virginia, yes, has looked way better than we expected. Uh, TCU, there was a lot of hype around them coming back, you know, coming off a national championship. They've replaced a lot of guys in a lot of spots. Um, I'm going to take West Virginia and the points in this one. I think we need to know, though, what kind of dog. Uh, he's a little brown dog. He's a mutt dog. Yep. <laughs> His name's Toda, and he absolutely hates rain, and he is trying to, you know, climb up on my lap right now. But <laughs> I had a wolf husky named Dakota, so close. I call it Dakota yeah. all the time. Very nice. I can get you West Virginia plus 12 and a half. All right. Uh, we come to our last pick of the episode. It is a non-Big 12 pick. We all are allowed to pick one game, not Big 12 related. Whatever we want. You can pick a total. You can pick a spread. You can pick a team straight up if you are picking a dog. No one has done that so far this season, but it is an option. Uh, Daniel, but there's no advantage to it. I'm just giving you the option. You can complain about it, but you don't have to. Give me two points for it. I'll do it. I will not. I'll do no such thing. Daniel, you're up first, sir. What would you like? Just for fun. Just for glory here. This is going to be such a gross game. Last week, Eastern Michigan was shut out. They didn't score a single point. They look terrible. And frankly, they're probably terrible. Conference visitors, conference visitors, off being shut out, are eighty-two and fifty-two against the spread, hitting almost sixty-three percent of the time. That's it. Just that simple. If you're a conference visitor and you were shut out the previous game, you're hitting against the spread, almost sixty-three percent. That even jumps up a little bit if you're getting a touchdown or more. In this case, Eastern Michigan is. Um, I hate this play. I hate Eastern Michigan. I don't want to bet on them. I'm going to have real money, and I'm taking them here. What do you got, eight and a half, nines? Uh, what do you got, seven and a half? probably seven and a half. Seven yeah, and a half. Hit. Yeah, this thing yeah. got hit. Seven and a half. Give it to me. All right. It's yours. Uh, Daniel, I asked you to pull a stat. I'm going to read the one you sent me and while you find uh, the stat for the last decade for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's pull it up right now. I have asked about ranked dogs versus unranked favorites. So the record since 2006 is 113 to 113 and seven. Uh, as you said, the dog only becomes profitable at lines of plus four and a half or greater. What is that record for the last decade? I'm always curious about. Sorry, right, sorry, reason. cooking it up for it's you. It's okay. Here. It's okay. I'm gonna let you. You gotta keep that. talking. You gotta give me. I am gonna. Another, I'm gonna keep minute. talking. Why <laughs> would I ask about this? Because we have an example of a ranked dog at an unranked favorite. Kentucky, this line's been moving, is currently a one-point favorite at home against Florida. I know Florida beat Tennessee. It's an incredible win. Awesome. Tennessee's great, right? Florida's awesome. Florida's back. Florida's ranked. Yes, Kentucky is not ranked. They're 4-0. They're a home favorite. The line's been moving. Maybe there's the Sharps know something that I don't. I don't care. I like when I see a ranked dog go on the road to an unranked favorite. I just feel like Kentucky should get this one. Kentucky 
it's always interesting to me when one team views a rivalry game as the rivalry game. Like I know Kentucky has Louisville, but like Florida is like the one B for them. Kentucky is not one B for Florida. I don't think it's one C. It might be like three, might be third at most. Right. They've got other SEC rivals. They got Florida state. Kentucky is just a team that irritates them that they have to play for Kentucky. This is a massive game every year. They put everything into this game. I liked it better when it was, I'm actually really glad that it's minus one because I'm basically just taking Kentucky to win now. Perfect. Kentucky minus one versus Florida. You ready? About you, yeah. Hit it. Um, last ten years. So you want to know? You want to know the 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 dog, right? The dog's yep. record against the spread. The ranked right. dog's record, right? That's what you're looking well, for here. Either way, it's fine. Oh, give me the unranked oh. favorite versus the ranked dog. So the favorite, the unranked favorite in this scenario is. 61, 59, and 3 against the spread, 50.8%. So uh, just a little under a break-even, very small loss taking the favorite. But, but you know, they, they've covered, you know, 61, 59, and 3. They're over 50%. I'll take it. I feel good. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> Miles, what would you like, sir? Uh, well, you stole mine, so I'll tack on for a little bit. <laughs> Uh, so, um, I will say that Florida lost 12 of their last thir- 13 games away from home. Now, this is including neutral site and bowl games, uh, including their 29-17 to 17 loss with my UCF Knights. Uh, this goes back to the middle of uh, 2021, and they lost those 12 of 13 away from home by an average of 13.2 points. So, I wanted Kentucky in this one. You took it. It's fine. I'll give you my super watered-down uh, pick here. Uh, I picked against Utah last week. Uh, bad bad news for me. So I'm going to take uh, Utah. Uh, when I first saw, you'll have to look up what, what the line is now. I first got them at plus one. Could be a pick of now. I don't know. but It is plus one, three and a half now. Oh, well, perfect. Can I have three and a half? <laughs> you can have three. Yes, you can have Utah plus three and a half. Oregon State currently a three and a half point favorite over the years. Right on. Well, if you if you follow my official picks on sonsofucf.com, I have them plus one. So I'll take a three and a half here. Uh, Friday night will be the 25th meeting between Utah and Oregon State. Uh, the series currently is 12 and 12 with one tie. Um, although it's been even in the past, the last six of the um, U- Utah has won the last six of the last seven meetings. So they hope to continue that uh, that trend. They've got a dynamic backfield. They feature three players who all three are uh, have 150 or more rushing yards. Uh, they're going to be punishing in the line of scrimmage. I know Oregon State's been hot recently, uh, but I don't know. Utah's had a lot of up in the air with their whole QB room. Uh, back of Nate, Nate Johnson, he's still splitting carries, uh, at least in practice, with Cam Rising. Cam Rising did suit up for um uh, warm-ups last week, changed in the street clothes afterwards. Who knows what that means? Uh, this is going to be going to go right down to uh, basically uh, rush defense. Utah's got a number three rushing defense. Oregon State's ranked number seven in the country. So I don't know. I Like I said, I picked against them last week. I'm going to ride with them this week. Give me Utah. Gets the points. Very good. Chris? Hey, you guys with your power five picks over here. I the value is in the group of five with these picks. It just is. And 
there's one game. There's a team out there that I like to pick a lot. And it has Coastal? Done very, yeah, Coastal has done very well for me. However, Georgia State had their way with Coastal last week. And looking at Georgia State this week, they are 3-1 against the spread, and they're welcoming a team that is 0-4 against the spread. Troy has not covered at all. Efficiency loves Georgia State in this matchup. And it's almost a pick em. I, I mean, give me give me the home team that efficiency likes that performs well against the spread. It's an easy pick. Give me Georgia State. Yeah, no, that's a good pick. I like that pick. Um, I I don't I don't feel like the market has adjusted well enough to draw Georgia State. I think that's why the value is often there in those G five teams. Is it takes them longer to catch up on them than it does uh, P five. All right, that's wraps up today's show. Thank you, everybody. Absolutely fantastic stuff. Thank you again. To our guest, Miles Giller, joining us today, writes for Sons of UCF. Of course, you guys should all know Sons of UCF. They are a UCF podcast. Find that everywhere uh, that you can find podcasts. And, of course, Miles also writes at sonsofucf.com. Miles, where can everybody find you on the uh, the socials? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at underscore all night underscore. You can find my weekly articles on sonsofucf.com. I pick Big 12, Top 25, uh, UCF, and then every once in a while I'll slip in a little sleeper pick here and there as well off the radar. Um, but, yeah, follow Sons of UCF and go Knights. Is that all night A-L-L-K-N-I-G-H-T? Oh, yes. Underscore all K-N-Night underscore. There we go. Go Knights. All right. Uh, you can find Daniel on the Bird app at danner b7 you can find us at 1012 network you cannot find chris ross there but if you want to find him if you look hard enough you probably will uh of course you can also find us on the threads and the gram at 1012 pod and don't forget to go to 1012 podcast on youtube our latest special team show is up we're breaking down the three best punters in the Big 12, who's the best one? Fantastic debate with our guest, Dalton Wasserman of PFF. Why is Oklahoma State special teams one of the best in the country? And uh, a few highlights from last week, including those two because punt they get a lot drops. Of those two punt drops by Texas's uh, players. Is that something that could be repeatable against Texas in the future? So go check out our YouTube channel. Fantastic episode. We keep doing the 10-12 Big 12 special team show each week out on Wednesdays. We will be back on Monday to recap the weekend that was and look ahead to the weekend that will be and we will talk to you all then. Podcast Network.